I have to be honest, it kind of feels like Beauty and the Beast in here. Beauty and the Beast? Now you can decide you... who's Beauty and who's the Beast. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to find the connection. What What is it? There's a single rose sitting on the table. Oh, I thought you were I'm, going to I'm make, waiting. The, make the comparison to The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that rose for me? Uh, I'm just waiting for one petal to fall at a time. So for those... Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Michael here with Father Weber. Hello, Father Weber? At Reverend... Very Father Herb. Father Father Herb Weber. By the way, there are some people who refer to me as Father Herb. No, you are. So, so if it's a spice, it's an herb. If it's a person, it's a herb you're with just, an H. You're a person. You are not a plant. You are not a vet. They're not vegetables, are they? They're herbs. They're just plants, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there, there's a, a mug containing a single rose. It's pink. It's quite lovely, uh, but I'm just waiting for petals to fall. And okay, here's the story. I Go ahead. I brought this rose back with me from the cemetery. He goes around and cutting flowers. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, It was freezing out there, and they invited family members if they wanted to take a rose. This is nice. To take them. Yeah. They want to last outside. It's a beautiful rose. It's It's a reminder of the the lady who who died. (laughs) So I brought it home, and then once I brought it into the church, I figured I should put it in water. The best I could do is find a coffee mug. There it is. It's really dressed up the room. I feel it's like spring in here. I I don't even know that it's cold outside today. Oh, well, the Christmas season has come and gone. We will not not sing O Come All Ye Faithful for another year. I I sang it in Latin the other day. Did Adeste Fideles? Si. We, yes. What's yes in Latin? Seek, S-I-C. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, but we are going into ordinary time. And this this is a great... I, I kind of like winter ordinary time. It might be my favorite ordinary time. Well, just for the people who don't know, and everybody does except maybe one person out there. Yeah. There are five seasons in the church calendar. Sure. There, Advent and Christmas, mm-hmm. and then Lent and Easter. That's four. And then everything else is called ordinary time. So there's an ordinary time between Christmas and Lent. Yeah. This year it's a little bit longer because Lent is l- starts a little later because Easter's later. Yeah. And then we get back to ordinary time after Easter season. So that means you're wearing green. And this is the you better year better press your green garments. Yes. This is the year of St. Luke. Yes, the, looking at Luke. Exactly. Except what do we do? We leave the Gospel of Luke. No, we oh. we, we read from John's Gospel. This oh, that's week. what I said. <laughs> yeah, we leave it. So it's the year of Luke. Now this is the only Sunday, the only Sunday of ordinary time. Yeah, till Thanksgiving, when we are not reading Luke. I was going through these readings over the next six or seven weeks up till Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is the beginning of March this year. Uh, just kind of going through the gospel readings and. Uh, Actually, all of them. I look at all, all of the readings. It's very exciting. I love this time of the year. And I was you know, trying to find music that would go for each weekend. And you actually plan the music? I, I do, very intentionally. You might be surprised about that. And uh, I just, uh, there's some really good readings in the coming weeks. You know, Jesus, it, there's some mic drop moments from Jesus coming, you know, setting up his ministry, you know, getting ready to. Should I read it with a mic drop? I, I'll drop it. I'll do the sound effects from the piano. You just read the gospel. <laughs> Um, but there's just a lot of um, good readings that are coming up. So get ready, folks. As but, we said last week, be filled with expectation. Okay, but before we do that, we're going to start with John's Gospel, chapter 2, mm-hmm. verses 1 to 11. So it's a little bit longer. Last yes. last week we only read four verses. 
This time it's 11 verses. This is, this is like gospel greatest hits, though. People love this passage. Yes. Did you use it in your wedding? No, we did breakfast on the beach at our wedding. Oh, that's a good one, too. I know. That's, that's why we That's what that. I call it, breakfast on the beach. I know. I, I've been with you long enough. I, I, I got you. But uh, this is the wedding at Cana. Yes. We, we probably should have told people that. Well. Go ahead. Okay. Let's the, read it. the story of the wedding at Cana, two things quickly. Yeah. It's only recorded in John's gospel. Uh-huh. And secondly, it's considered the first of the signs. And the first miracle. Well, they use the word signs in oh. John's gospel. Okay. You could call it miracle, but the first of the seven signs. Okay. There are seven signs in John's gospel, seven miracles. And this is the first one. Yes. Now, if anybody is following the series called The Chosen. Oh, uh, you love The Chosen. Yes. I and need to get more into it. In the first season, they're they're starting to, re, uh, to videotape the third season. The second one is out. But in the first season, I think it's episode five is the story of the wedding at Cana. Oh, yeah? But with a great backstory. It's probably, of the first season, it's the the best of, so they, all, they of all of them. So they embellish the story a bit oh, with fiction. Oh, oh, totally, yeah. But there is b- biblical accuracy in it as well? More or less, yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it's based on a story, but yeah, usually it's, for example, with the wedding at Cana, you kind of understand why they ran out of wine. Because people were drinking a lot. No, oh. it, it's basically it was a, a a young couple, and it was their winery, and they were like they were an upstart company, and they were really doing, they were sort of afraid that they'd go broke if they brought. Well, they thought they had sufficient amount of wine. Uh huh. This and, is great. I love. It. I need then, to watch this. Yeah, it really is interesting. Yeah. And then Mary is not just there saying, "Jesus, do whatever they say." Yeah. Uh, she's actually been helping decorate for the wedding and everything. That's it, great. It, it's really a wonderful, wonderful. Mary made the centerpieces. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we read it? Yes. I'm going to let you read the first part uh, to the line where it says, draw some out and take it to the head waiter. And I'll pick up after that. Okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding twenty to thirty gallons. Jesus told them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter said to the bridegroom, called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first, and then when people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I remember having a wedding a few years ago, and um, it was my nephew's son, so my great-nephew. Mm-hmm. 
And when he and his fiance sent me the mater material for the wedding planning, mm -hmm. they had studied this and they said, we want this passage for our, our wedding. So I, I think we did this all by email and then maybe on the phone afterwards. So I sent them a note back and I said, okay, it's a perfectly good wedding, uh, reading for a wedding, but tell me, why did you pick this? And then they went on and it was very good uh, theologically because they, they said they had gone to a pre-marriage day and the priest who had run that part of the, the pre-marriage day yeah. had talked about the whole thing of, it's not just that Jesus was at a wedding, it's not just that Jesus provided wine and lots of people get caught up with this whole thing of, you know, six stone jars uh, with 20 to 30 gallons. That's a lot of wine. It's a lot. It, but it wasn't all that. It was more like the, the symbolism. They were the water becoming wine. So if you, if you look at this, it says that they, uh, they took the, the water and it was good, clean water because it was used for ceremonial ablution, so therefore it had to be clean water. Mm -hmm. So they took the water, the good water, and the good water became the best wine. So the transformation, and according to the way this priest said uh, in the meditation for them is, you are bringing, you as a man, you as a woman, you're bringing the best you have mm -hmm. to this marriage. Mm but now we're going to find something even greater. The good is gonna be superb. It's gonna be transformed. And that's basically what the sacrament of marriage is. It, it builds off, you know, the old adage that grace builds on nature. Mm -hmm. So you have good nature, the mm -hmm. good natural, mm -hmm. and then the grace of God uh, brings it to a new point, a new reality. I think it helps to bring a good image to the transformation that takes place through the grace we receive at the sacrament. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, that's why I'm here. That's why, that, yeah. that's why I'm sitting at the table okay, today. And you said it in like five words. It <laughs> took me three sentences. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 that's great because I think a lot of people do, I think you're right, they get caught up on the, because it's a very image like we can picture this right the story is very easy to like if you're going to draw a picture of what was happening but it's really what you can't see that's the important part of the story yeah right and that that whole thing even with the line it says and when the head head waiter tasted the, the water without knowing where it came from although the servers knew where it came from mm -hmm. that's in a rather important line because it shows that there was someone else out there who got it, who, that, who, who knew the story. That was witness to it. Yeah, a witness, yes. Yeah. And I think that shows the authenticity of what happened as well. So if you take that back into the image of marriage that we were using, that hopefully our marriages, our families, our relationships, however you want to kind of expand that, are authentic witnesses of our faith to other people, right? in their authentic relationships so, so that people can see the goodness through who we are and the way that we treat other people. And I would add that a sacrament takes the normal events of our lives and brings them up to a new level. 
So the normal event being a marriage, mm-hmm. a marriage is a big deal, but it's kind of a normal deal. Yeah, It's done in many societies through the ages, but it brings it to a new, new level. Just as, you know, forgiving somebody is a necessary part of life, mm-hmm. but it being brought to the sacrament of reconciliation is a new level. Mm. Uh, being born is pretty pretty much common for everybody who's been born. Right. <laughs> it's pretty pretty important thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And then baptism is brings it to a new level. Mm. So you know, I think we can do that with all the sacraments. Do Do you see in in some ways this is almost like a precursor into the Last Supper that from here we go from from good water to great wine. And then the great wine becomes Christ himself poured out for us. Oh, yeah, um, it is. There's a lot of lot of chapters in between. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, we're in what this week? We're in two? Chap- chapter two. Two, and it's we've got a ways to go. Yeah, the Last Supper is in chapter 13 of John's gospel. Mm-hmm. It's later in the other gospels. Uh, but I, I think it's interesting because John was very intentional in the way that he wrote the gospel, right? Yeah. It, if it didn't need to be in there, he probably wouldn't have put it in. There, there is the use of the word sign. It says this is the first, the beginning of this, his signs, and the signs are always reminders that the story of Jesus is a unique story. It's not just a biography, mm-hmm. but you know, to look at the fact that. God is at work. And again, through this event, God is at work. God is at work in the life of that couple. God is at work in so many ways in our lives. It is interesting, too, that the word, at least in English, is sign. I don't know maybe what it would have been in the original uh, language. But how many times do we hear from people, oh, I just wish God would give me a sign. Yeah. You know, make make yourself known to me, you know, give, give me a sign, God. Do you ever find yourself doing that? Not at all. I, 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 I think I'm so conditioned that that's not important. That's good. I, I believe that people have misused that through the years. Like, oh, well, God didn't perform the way that I wanted him to perform, therefore. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, people often look for something um, extraordinary, Maybe this, maybe there are signs, but the signs are very ordinary. Sure. You know, I can remember a young man who wanted, he couldn't afford it, but he wanted a guitar. Mm-hmm. So he went down to the music stand, uh, music shop, music store, mm-hmm. and there was a guitar in the window, and the price had been slashed a bit, and he took that as a sign. <laughs> it was a sign that somebody was trying to unload it. Right, right. Or the guy just, yeah, he just wanted to move it so yeah, that he yeah. took it down 10 bucks so that yeah. somebody but, would buy but it. But this young man, you know, I, th- I think he misread the whole concept of, is this really a sign from God? Mm. I don't think it's, we have to be so careful not to fall into that trap. Yeah. Well, you know, I always like to look at the psalm a little bit. And even the psalm this weekend, pro- proclaim his marvelous deeds to all the nations is the refrain that we will sing. Sing to the Lord a new song. You like that one. Sing to the Lord all your lands. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. But, you know, I'm focusing there on the word deeds. Yeah. You were, you were doing the refrain, and I was doing the verse. Okay, so proclaim his marvelous deeds to all the nations. But, you know, I guess what I'm getting at here is 
looking for how God is moving in our lives. And it may not be a miraculous changing. The, the sign may not be a miraculous transformation of water into wine, but God is moving within us and transforming us every day, whether we recognize it or well, that, not. That's precisely it. Yes. It, it, and it's the, the great thing about the wedding at Cana, except for those servers, nobody really knew what had happened. Mm-hmm. It was not a, a visible thing. It was not like you blow a trumpet and say, hey, Lord, come here. And he says, uh, abracadabra, it was water, but looks now taste it. No, he <laughs> does not call attention to it. Right. I want to know what kind of wine was it? Was it like a Merlot? Was it red, white, dry, sweet? Yes. Does the chosen embellish that whatsoever? I don't think so. No, I'm just curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to to proclaim his marvelous deeds, to to make known how God is moving in our lives. And I think that takes some serious reflection, a good amount of prayer, uh, and awareness of of God's love for you. You have anything you want to add to that? Before you can proclaim the marvelous deeds, you have to be aware of the marvelous deeds. And I think there's marvelous deeds all around us all the time that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, getting out of bed at my age, getting out of bed and <laughs> stepping on the floor and your knee, it might creak a little bit, but it doesn't give out. <laughs> Still strong. And that's, I say, Lord, thank you for the marvelous deed <laughs> of your knee, of my knee. That's important, though, yeah. right? But I, but there are marvelous deeds all around us, but we have to be conscious of them. I found, uh, er, just a few days ago, it was the first time we had a blue, sunny sky in what felt like three weeks, and it it so affects my mood and my whole demeanor, the way that I start the day. And I found myself on that morning just saying. Thank you, God, for sunshine today. That, I remember that was the day that you were not grouchy. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, uh, I have discovered this time of the year, I love a south window. For the warmth? The sun shines through. And yeah. now I know why cats find those windows <laughs> and they curl up in the sun. Yeah. Isn't that great? I, I well, I don't really curl up in the sun, but I it does feel good. Yeah. I I would there, there's just something, and I I know like I know at least in the back of my mind that God didn't create a sunny day just for me. There's a lot of people cashing in on the glory of the sunshine, but I think it's it's still good to be aware of the goodness. It's very it's very easy right now in the midst of everything going on to focus on negative. Oh, yes. And so I think we need to find little good nuggets throughout the day to focus on the positive. And and I think that will also help us in our relationships with one another. Okay. So, so I'm not grouchy to you. Okay. So so let's take the, the marvelous deeds back to the signs of John's gospel, especially okay. the, the water into wine. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder for us that God is at work and we may be, maybe I'll use the word surprise. Yeah. God is surprising. God is surprising us. Uh, you know, what did Mary expect when she said, listen to him? She probably was less surprised than the others and maybe not surprised at all. 
But everybody else was surprised. Well, I think Mary had some pretty big surprises in her life. But, you know, but, but the God, Annunciation. But, yeah, but God is a surpriser. The ultimate surprise party, God. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always looking for a T-shirt. You know, keep keep looking. I'll keep I'll keep dreaming. Yeah, but the idea of what when's the time that God surprised you? Oh, I think uh, I'll just talk more very specifically about this parish. Mm. Over the years, over and over again, there were these things that happened that caused us to to flourish as a parish. That was w- w- these things were way beyond what I had done, what we as parishioners had done. Sure. Just wonderful little things that happened. And yeah, God God surprised us all along. The very fact that we even grew, you know, I think my my notion when we started this parish would be, oh, it's going to be a nice little, uh, maybe not a country parish, but ni- a nice little second parish in the town. Yeah. And um, I was totally okay with that. Yeah. And that, turned out not to be God's plan. Right. Yeah, I, I I think even the the bigger the mission of the parish, but also the just the individual people. There have been just so many good surprises of being part of people's lives and faith journeys throughout these last seventeen oh, yeah. years. Yeah. That's been wonderful. And that's really why it is so such a rich experience being a, a pastoral leader that other people's stories inter intersect with yours well i'm glad that we have intersected well thank you are you talking to me or those six people listening no i was talking to the music so the podcast is over okay hey thanks to everybody who's intersected for you you wasted a perfectly good 23 minutes with us oh have a great week we'll see you this weekend bye